Video Game Pulse. Episode 296. Everybody, I am Millennium X17. And I'm Doc Katakita. They are supervised. Yay, we found Kaz. We found Kaz, and no weak sauce to be had. Mm. So, uh, how is everybody doing? Really good. It has been three weeks since our last show. Yep. Uh, which actually, before we get into any sort of side notes, Midnight wants to take off <laughs> and peel out of here. He's like, nope, I'm out. He's like, whoa, no, official business. We don't want to talk about this at all. There's a couple of questions that I would, I would genuinely like feedback on for uh, a couple of things as far as the show goes. And that is, it's been three weeks since a show. And the reason being is last week when it came time for the show, it was like, well, there's not a lot of news. And we don't really have any kind of review or first look lined up. Because it's kind of the difficult thing with video games, where as opposed to some of the other mediums. is that There's a lot of the other mediums, that, especially this network, covers... You can watch a couple of episodes. You can read a couple of volumes of manga. It doesn't take as much time as video games mm-hmm. do. That's so true. my question is, is the, the show frequency. Do you, does people want shows every two weeks regardless, even if they're, you know, not a lot of news, not really anything to review? Mm. Like sometimes the forums aren't even that, you know, some people don't respond to the forums, which is another question I had is, uh, is like, do people still want the form? I know we've asked this before. And we asked said it before yes. and people said yes, but at the same time, you guys aren't actually Responding, showing us yeah. that you want the forms there. Because like. well, the big thing with <laughs> me is, is that like this this show, three weeks worth of news, almost all of January's news, there is not that much. Yeah, there really is. Mom. It is like there's. So here's the thing for for like the news type. Do you care for us to go over? This game's been announced. The release date for this has been announced. This game got delayed. There's a rumor going around about X, Y, and Z. Do, does pe- do people care about that sort of thing? Because I could fluff the news up mm-hmm. with a lot of that. Th- that's the vast majority of a lot of the news in the last like year. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the games industry is going into a weird phase where I think a lot of the reporting isn't so much reporting as it is you know, just PR. It's not just fan. Well, there's a fan fiction side of it. A lot of the rumor mills are fan fiction sides, yep. but then there's also a PR aspect to it where a lot of these game companies are just using, you know, a lot of the normal sources as just like extensions of their marketing department. Mm, that is true. It's like, do, do you want us to talk about all oh, this game's been announced? It's coming out in six months. And then like a month later, well, this game's been delayed <laughs> into the next following year. Like, do do. Is that news? I don't think so. I don't think so, personally. Like, no. when it personally interests us, we can mention it. But other than that, I don't really see it as 
it's it's a lot of fluff is what it is. It's not even qualifying yeah, as yeah. flash news. Like I could have had dozens upon dozens of tabs for this show's worth of news and we could have had a lot of news, but is that something that people are interested in hearing mm. on this program? Like I, I genuinely want to know. And like I said, it's not just the frequency. Do you just want it two weeks regardless if we have something? Or do you want us to, like, if it's a three-week wait or if, if there's enough of every week? We used to do it every week for the longest time because there was news. We, we had a bunch of stuff lined. We had yeah. stuff lined up. Right now, it's kind of weird. Midnight's going to have to decide whether or not he wants on or <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, you're not the only there. one with the cat issues right now. Yeah, Midnight's back. Hey, Mids. The uh, six-month-old cat is already... Nine pounds. B- nine pounds. Already a lot bigger than Daisy. Mm. So, who is like, like five and a half pounds? Maybe even a bit more than that. But yeah, I'm actually genuinely interested in hearing people's thoughts on that. Like the show frequency, is it every two weeks? Is what we've been trying to do. But if there's no news, does it really matter if it's a if it's a three week wait? Because we didn't like last week. We just didn't have anything between you know just life and other things to do. We just couldn't get around to playing games. We need our listeners to actually give us feedback. Yeah, yeah, we I only have four or five of them that give us the feedback. Yeah. I know, I know I Yotaro Vegeta is oh, the one that always emails in. Yes, thank you so much. And we definitely thank him for that, but we need more than just one person constantly, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And we have our uh, few in the live chat that are very loyal to us. Yes, thank you guys so much. But we seriously need feedback from everyone that listens to the show, not just mm-hmm. those that listen to the live show. Yep. Yeah, and the forum a, is always open. Yeah, the, and plus the email is as well, the forum. Uh, there are ways to contact us. Yes. Many ways. Uh, but that was the thing I wanted to get into the, at the front of the show. I think I touched on everything that I had here. I actually started on my little note plan, mm-hmm. my notes thing here so that I wouldn't forget it. Unlike the last show that we had three <laughs> weeks ago where I noted down, uh, you know, something and was like, and I even looked at Dark out here and was like, don't let me forget this. Okay. And we ran through the show. It was a pretty solid show. <laughs> get back and I looked down and I was like, oh shit. Yep. I forgot something. Yep. <laughs> it's the first tab of the normal news. I actually got a tab of it. It's there. I'm not forgetting it this time. <laughs> actually, no, it's not the first one because Dark God uh, dropped me two two or three things from Cass, and those are the first things I just quickly slotted in front uh, that we'll go over. Those are kind of mostly Flash, but we'll get there when we get there. But, yeah, that's that. So, side notes. Who has what? Um, not a whole lot, really, I don't think. I have I, side notes. I finally caved and sent back uh, Neo. Yeah, Neo was uh, so, uh, no longer occupying the corner of no your desk. No longer occupying the corner. Right now, I've got uh, Ever Oasis on the way here, which is kind of weird because that was like fourth on the list. Yeah. Uh, okay then. <laughs> Even though like the first, like the the first one was like available now, and then the next two were like high availability, and then that one was available now, and they sent out number four. Yep. <laughs> So that is on its way. That'll be good. I've seen a little bit of gameplay of that. It kind of looks like Animal Crossing mixed with Zelda. Could be interesting. So that'll be interesting too. It's a 3DS game, so you're more out. likely to play it. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Or you're more likely to get back to it. I was just going to say, it's not so much that I'm more likely to play it, it's that I own the console and the screens are portable. I don't have to, you know, wait for the TV to become available for it. Yeah, you never know. Mom might be watching the TV right now. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> even though it's off. Yep. Even though she would normally be on the other side of the room facing the other direction on her computer. Yep. <laughs> nope. Always have to have the TV on. Endless repeats of NCIS. <laughs> yep. Yep. Winning. Winning. Uh, 
I don't know. Kaz, do you want to go first for side notes? Yeah, sure. Well, one, my mother now officially has a Minecraft license. Yes. That'll be good. Two, she has a gaming laptop. Mm. She has an entry-level gaming laptop of her own. That's awesome. Yeah, and considering the price of the GTX 1050 chips, that was really, really cheap. I was gonna buy. I was gonna tell her to buy this other one, and then I got an email from Argos saying there's some stuff on clearance. Went to look and found this one. That's really good. Yeah, and it was a freaking nightmare to get the system updated. <laughs> you were struggling with that a lot. I finally caved and went to bed while leaving it running the other night. Like I said to, for you to do. It, yeah. it was still going in the morning when Mum got up. It was finally done when I finally surfaced at three. Yeah, it's like I said, whenever computers start to do that endless nonsense of yeah, updating then I boosted it up and forever. it said, oh yeah, we're all done, loads in. Oh, we have some updates, we'll just apply those before you can log in. <laughs> that was another hour. Then it yeah. took me six hours to get rid of McAfee off the damned system. Yep. And Intel installed that shit on the system as an OEM thing. Another reason why I'm actually really enjoying building my own computers. Well, that's... Desktop. That's why I prefer going through Scan, because you don't get bloatware on customs. They install exactly what you ask them to install. Always helpful. But yeah, that because that one that one is a Medion Eraser laptop, and I will say this because both of us are used to solid state drives. Holy shit, that generic hard drive is slow. <laughs> it's so slow, I'm actually tempted to fork out just to buy it to get a faster one in it. Because that thing is you you'll know what I'm talking about being a techie. That thing is a standard hard drive that is slow as hell. Uh, what is it? A fifty-four hundred RPM? Probably. What's With the, the uh, what's the transfer rate on that? Oh, it's not good. I was wa- I was watching Task Manager when it was updating, and it was peaking at hundred percent, just transferring like nine megabytes a day. So. That's awesome. Mm, it's just a cheap generic. Yeah. I don't the, even know uh, what type of hard drive is in it. I've not looked yet. If you want to get super fast, the two fastest ones are either the heart the hybrid. Hard drives or uh, just straight solid state? The problem is solid states are so expensive. They can be, yeah. That's to be why fair, I... if I get a 7200 RPM in there, it'll be a lot faster. If it has an M2 slot, I will get an M2 solid state installed, the smaller one, just for the system. Yeah, that's what I did for my gaming computer, and that's it works what I great. This. I, run an M2, I run a 500 gig M2 in this, plus a 2 terabyte hard drive. But my hard drive is a 7200 RPM. But yeah, uh, so far, though, when I was looking for a uh, proper GTX chips, the 1050 was no less than £850 in any PC. You know, for the mobile version. I found this and it was like more than 200 quid less than that. And I was just like, Mother, you are buying that laptop. <laughs> But yeah, that sounds good. Then I'm guessing that Pat's going to be jumping on your Minecraft server then? Uh, I probably won't have her on the Realm server purely for the fact that we're on hard mode and she has not played Minecraft Oh, in yeah, years. that's I forgot about that hard mode. <laughs> yeah, we've actually become strangely used to it at this point. Yeah, we're so stupid we run out into the middle of mobs. Yep. Quite happily. Mm. Though when we go down in caves, it's a case of, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, creeper, run. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a case of, oh shit, Creeper, run. You go handle it from her. <laughs> As she runs away and tells me to shoot it. <laughs> Don't forget, I have a, I have a very good knack of making Creepers blow up in my face. This is true. Whenever <laughs> there's an explosion anywhere on the map, it's always somewhere in the vicinity of her. <laughs> like earlier. Yep. And it totally missed me. Yeah, she runs away, runs behind me, and tells me to shoot it with my bow. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, <laughs> you deal my, with it. my current bow is cursed, so if I die, it goes poof, and it is a really good bow. Hers doesn't go poof when she dies. In theory, I did the last time. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, you know. You know what I think happened to. last time? Mm. I think a zombie got it. Probably. And then despawned. That sounds like a good time. Uh, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I have a bit of a side note, though. Uh, that So I cannot for the life of me remember if we talked about this on the last show or not or if it had happened yet or if it not. I'm leaning on no. The last thing I said about it was that the uh, – I, I like half-joking – been half-joking about it on the last several episodes about how – the guy that was interested in the uh, in my buying my oh, amp. Oh yeah, that did happen uh, in between. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 buying my amp. Haven't heard a thing from him. So it was like a bunch of people at work. Myself were thinking, well, yeah, maybe he's trying to scam me out of it. Yeah, yeah. He emails me again, like two weeks ago at this point. It might have been. I can't remember if it was before or after the last show or not. But it was like it might have been after the last show. It might have happened since the last show. But he emailed me, and he's like, all right, yeah, I'm... I think uh, it was the Monday after the last show. Yeah, Monday after the last show, he emails me out of the blue and goes, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ready to buy it. I'm going to be up in your area here shortly. I got $1,100, and <clears throat> he shows up. He uh, he plays through it again real quick, and he goes, all right, cool thing. Hands me a stack of cash, <laughs> yep. a stack of 20s. $1,100, shook his hand, helped him bring it out to his car. Good to go. So the, uh, the Marshall half stack is gone. I loved it. It was a great amp. Don't get me wrong; it was an amazing amp. But I don't play in a band. That I play. Is true. I play. I play in my room. I, I play is even a str a bit of a stretch. I make noises <laughs> on my guitar. That's about the extent. So do you really need a half stack for that? Probably not. I'm gonna be good and not comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. shame. I was just waiting for the day you brought it out in the living room and deafened everyone with it. Yeah. <laughs> But the, again, it was just sitting in my room doing nothing with it. So, no, like you know what? Sad to see it go. Yes, just like the bass guitar that I had. That was. I'm sad to see it go. But then again, it was just sitting in the corner of my room. So what am I gonna do with it? It's just yeah. The only one you're forbidden of applying that. I'm not getting rid of the, the carbon. <laughs> yeah, the carbon uh, CT6 is not going anywhere. I think I would hit you if you tried to sell no, that off. No, that, that one's is going so nowhere. Nice. That one has, in fact, side note, has appreciated in value since I bought it. <laughs> because when I bought it, I believe it was, oh, wow, was it 2014 or 15 when I got that? Or was I... it late, earlier than that? It might have been 2013. I cannot. I think it was late 13, early 14. Somewhere no, 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 area. no. It was January when I got it. So it might have yeah, been 14. It might have been early 14. So maybe January 2014, maybe not. I honestly would have to look it up again. But uh, when I bought that guitar, uh, I had it was a Koa body with a maple neck with Koa stripes in it, so five piece neck. Uh, and uh, price, uh, you know, on checkout was twenty one hundred dollars, which is not cheap, but for a custom guitar, you know, semi custom guitar, that's actually really freaking good. Uh, and um, and if anyone wants to look at what I'm talking about, go to uh, search Kiesel Guitars on uh, on Google. Mm -hmm. And they've since changed their name from Carvin to Kiesel Guitars. Uh, but my headstock says Carvin Guitars on it still. 
I've got it just before they actually they made the switch too, which, which is weird. That actually probably <laughs> adds to its value as, as well. Yeah. Uh, but any which way, uh, by the time I received delivery of the guitar in March, the uh, I forget what international board that does it. It's mostly for furniture makers, from what I'm to understand. But there's a board that that like determines what woods are on uh, like not quite how would you say uh, endangered species list per se, but are on like a reserve list that you're not supposed to use it and you're supposed to, you know, they need to be ethically harvested. And so they try to, you know, yeah, preserve so the to... species so that they don't get to the uh, endangered species list and what yeah, have you. So they have to plant more. And, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you, and there's like, there's like paperwork and regulations that go along with it. It's, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's an entirely deep process. Like I said, mostly for the furniture industry, but the guitar making industry is also affected by it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, by March, however, uh, Hawaiian Koa had landed on the list. And uh, by the time I got the, just, you know, the, delivery of the guitar it's already four hundred dollars more expensive than when i bought it <laughs> and sitting here right now there's no way i could get less than three grand for that guitar that i paid 2100 bucks for yep but i'm not selling it that guitar is way too nice that is, that is legitimately the nicest guitar i've ever seen exactly i've been to the i've been to music local music stores i've held you know some les pauls i've held some prs's you know the paul reed smith is which, which is what the carvin ct6 is technically a copy of same sort of idea going on. The the PRSs are like four grand easy. They're like the electronics on those are better, but everything else on this guitar is way nicer. Yep. I love this guitar. It's fin it's phenomenal. The cake tar. The cake yeah, the case smells like they use some weird kind of vanilla perfume on the case and it smells like a vanilla cake. It legitimately <laughs> smells like a vanilla cake. It's hilarious. <laughs> but either way, I digress. Yeah, so the amp is gone. Uh, somewhere down the line, I'm going to be try desperately to be reasonable <laughs> and get like a 1x12, 15-something watt amp. That's all I've ever needed. Uh, so we'll see uh, whenever I can scrounge up the money for that. However, then with $1,100 burning a hole in my pocket, I went down to the gun store. <laughs> you need to start saving your bloody money. And I got myself Start's a new revolver. <laughs> I got a new revolver. 44 Magnum. My mother actually had a very good plan for you, so your mother can't take your money. Yeah, spend it before Put she it can. Put in a savings account that she can't touch. And don't uh, tell her about said savings account. Yeah, good luck with that. That came right from my mother. Hmm. Well, either way, like I said, I uh, it was a Super Red Hawk. Uh, it's not the Alaskan, it's just the regular Super Red Hawk, 7.5 inch barrel, 44 Magnum. I've already fired it. It's very nice. Um... However, mildly disappointing because there's a minor issue with it that Ruger got back to me. I, I me emailed Ruger for and they were like, oh, no, send it back for repairs. And it's like, I don't feel like sending it back and getting it back in two months. The front sight, po front sight on it is like screwed in with these tiny little machine screws that are. Uh, and, and the front sight was like a little wobbly on the front. Yeah. Barely. You could you couldn't even visually see it move. But when you held it and jiggled it, you could feel that it had some movement to it. Mm hmm. It's like, I'm not going to send it back for a month and a half, two months, and pay shipping both ways because of three screws. That's the other thing, is I would still be out for the shipping cost to ship it back to them. And it's like, you've got to be kidding they me. They should bloody cover that. When oh, you yeah, I'm, I'm very well aware of it. It's like these three, the internet says they are number six to 40 uh, countersunk uh, mach machine screws uh, that are... Uh, 
it's first off they're flat bladed screws which i hate to begin with there are i've already i've already taken them on and off twice and they're already the, the heads on them are already starting to get marred up and it's like you got to be kidding me it's so cheap but yeah ruger themselves the official ruger replacement screws of those are like two dollars each uh just earlier today i went to some a local fastener supplier online and found a couple of them that are uh close enough that have hex heads on them which will be better and then i'll uh I got I took them on and off. There was it looks like they'd been cross threaded on and then they were like the guy took it off and was like, "Oh, and then gunked it with thread sealer and jammed them back in there." <laughs> and the fi the firearm itself is fine. It's stainless steel. You you'd have to do something supremely stupid to damage the threads on those. Stainless is pretty hard, so I'm not worried about that. Everything else is fantastic. It's just, you know, the I'm not going to, you know, spend, you know, 15-20 to ship it there and 15-20 to ship it back just so that they can, you know, switch out some screws. So it's like I pay I paid it was a dollar for a 10 pack of these screws from this uh boltdepot.com or something like that and $4.95 shipping <laughs> for a dollar item. Yep. Winning. So yeah, that's perfect sense right there. Oh yeah, the uh so I'm going to be uh as soon as that comes in I'm going to have to grab the Dremel and and like grind those down to get them to fit just right. Uh I think that they're they're probably a bit too long. Not the worst thing that's ever happened. I can do that. I've done that before on other bolts and fasteners. Uh, it's not like it's holding on something critical that's got like a lot of force. It's just a sight post. It's the the high vis uh, fiber optic front sight thing is all it is. And there's three of them there. I'm not terribly worried about it, but I just want not you know the flat blade screwdriver bits in there. And plus the ones that are in there are barely usable as it is. The threads are kind of pretty well marred up. Dark God's seen them. Oh yeah, it, these things are tiny bad. too. They're tiny. <laughs> they are super tiny, but yeah, it it's bad. <laughs> yeah, they 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 definitely got cross threaded, and the guy's like, oh, oh, and then gunked them with thread sealer and jammed them back in there, which is I don't know. I'm not so much upset. I'm just kind of disappointed because that's something that should have been yeah, caught. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, everything else is fantastic though, other than mm. maybe the price of forty four Magnum. That, <laughs> that's kind of an issue. <laughs> but yeah. It was so funny, my mom freaking out over the size of the thing. Yeah. I saw it and I was just like, it ain't that big. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've definitely... held a 44 Magnum itself in Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah, my mother, that was her first, first comment was, uh, what do you think you are, Dirty Harry? <laughs> I was thinking, well, it's the right caliber, but it's not the same, you know, handgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd better see if the people at the gun place will uh, give me a tour in October as a tourist. Mm. Yeah, that has been going on uh, right now. The uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to start getting reloading supplies for 44 Magnum because that actually you know helps a lot. But yeah, I love it. It's fantastic so far. Everything else, I'm not worried. The reason why I went with the Ruger, you know, is because first off, it's like nobody in the area has one, so there's that. And then secondly. Unlike the Taurus, the, the Ruger's probably not going to break, you know, after a thousand rounds. So, mm. which is good. Yeah. So, I'm loving it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be feel better about it once I get the new screws in and they're bright and that because right here after I took the screws on and off twice myself, the Ruger the those cross threaded ones are in there now. The sight is now tight. I've actually gotten to the point where it's tight now. So there's so it, I definitely know that that was the issue. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of you know getting the new ones sized correctly, and then as soon as I get them on and I know it's tight and good, I'll take those things off again and put blue Loctite on them and put them in there myself, and then they're never going to move again. <laughs> so, minor fix. Like I said, I'm more disappointed than upset, but you know what are you going to do? I believe that is all we have for uh, side notes. Do you have anything else? Anyone? 
I don't believe so. It's been pretty quiet around here lately. Yeah. We meandered for quite a while on that we one. We did. Hmm. Midnight seems to have settled down. Yeah, I shouldn't let that. you talk about guns on the podcast. <laughs> you go off on a tangent. But here's the thing. It's the weirdest thing about, you know, with me and firearms is I don't hunt. I don't, I, I don't, like, do any, like, all I go, I, I go to the range and blast away. That's, a, that's pretty much it. Stress relief. So, it's, you know, there's, I tell myself that there's more expensive hobbies to get into, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Video games, guns, and guitars. You've got them pretty well covered uh, out. Uh, gaming computer. Model aircraft. Those are one of the expensive ones. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, you there can are a lot of expensive hobbies. You pay over a hundred pounds for about a uh, seven-inch long model. Hmm. Well, it's no different than uh than Dad and his you know model trains. Exactly. <laughs> Planes are like that, except it's even more expensive than trains. I'll just stick to my plushies <laughs> and my kittens. I have no doubt that it's all expensive. Yep. Welcome to 2018. Welcome to 2018. Should we get to the news? Probably. Alrighty then. Time now for some flash news. Yay! Uh, as usual, if you want to stop and talk about anything in more detail, just let me know. This, again, the news for three weeks worth. There's not a lot going on here. Yep. Uh, even though I had that tangent about you know you know oh this game's been delayed and you know do you want us to get I got a couple of them because they're a little bit more than you know your average delay or announcement thing going on, but. Uh, Bioware uh, is all in on Anthem as uh, the game has been announced to been delayed into 2019. Mm. Uh, and as a result, the next tab of Flash News, EA stock tumbles after the uh, you know announcement of uh, the delay for Anthem. <laughs> oh, EA. Oh, EA. I uh, don't think there's much else to be said about that. Moving on, Ghost Recon Wildlands is getting loot crates after several reports from Ubisoft that it wasn't oh, going Ubisoft. to be. Yeah, because everything has to have loot crates. Yep. Yep. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. I think a lot of people are going to find this amazing. Oh, this is hilarious. Amazing. Amazon has launched the Pokemon channel. Uh, Amazon Prime members can now uh, opt into the uh, Pokemon channel. Free trial is available. Then eventually it'll be a $3 a month charge. Yep. For so Amazon Prime members. So they anime section. Anime and merge it into standard Prime so you don't have to pay extra. And now they want to charge us to watch Pokemon. Well, it's even better than you know. It's even better than you know. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I legitimately would not be surprised if the conversation that was had over this was like, well, I guess people just don't want to pay for anime. Pokemon's, you know, popular, right? Let's go for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a double paywall that people are upset about. Paywall. It must be the anime. Yeah, anime's not that not as popular as we, we misjudge that category. <laughs> What do they think Pokemon is? I was just going to say Pokemon is anime. <laughs> but like the I said, it's is, even... is, there are so many different websites online that have every single Pokemon episode ever from the beginning in Japanese and English. There's even some available on Pokemon's own website. <laughs> yeah. And they change them every couple of months so you can watch all of it. Yeah. You know what? This the this Pokemon channel is even better than you know because I read into it a little bit. It's three dollars a month. There's a free trial available, but it's like okay, but you have to be a Prime member. And then three dollars a month, you get the Pokemon anime. It's seasons two through five and ten through sixteen, and then there's also a couple of movies. Not even all of them. It's like 
What? Oh, what? God. You couldn't even get all the seasons? And you're going to charge people $3 a month to watch this? That ain't going to work. Oh, God. That... I don't know. They learn. It doesn't even hurt. I mean, it's you've just not even funny. got the first series, which is what people would probably pay you for. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, what are you gonna do about that? I know, right? Next up. I'll be interested to see what the next thing is that oh, they go for yeah. after this. Probably take... Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Who knows what? It... I don't know. Actually, not. Doesn't Funimation have Dragon Ball Z? Uh, I, I don't license? remember. I, it might. I, I honestly know. don't know. Uh, that's so funny. They though. did, and they're the ones doing Super. I think they're doing Super. I'm not sure. I'm honestly. not sure who's doing the Super job. Either which way, that's its own thing. Moving on. Uh, Yume Nikki Dream Diary is uh, a reboot of the 2004 cult horror game has been revealed. Right. This looks interesting. Hmm. Definitely. I think it's going to be another one of those... Uh, YouTube reaction fodder things. Probably. You know, it looks good. I know nothing of the game, and that's what I'm more interested about because it looks interesting. Uh, is Dream Diary the one that kind of looks like it's in, like all bright colors, and it kind of looks like someone who just took an acid trip? Or no, am I thinking of something else. You're thinking of something else entirely. There was another one that was like a dream something game from way back that I've seen people play. No, let me get bring up some quick screenshots of this. That's what it looks like. Okay, yeah, that's definitely not what I was thinking of. You know, it, it it's definitely a darker. Looks like. How do I want to describe the perspective of this? It's like it's is it is it a side scroller kind yeah, of almost a, thing. Yeah, it's a three D side scroller. Oh, or is it or is it one of those kind of um Metroid style game, Metroidvania yeah, style, maybe. Castlevania style mm-hmm. games? Is it Metroid? No, it's it's Castlevania. Castlevania, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be it. Which I think that still qualifies as a three D side scroller. It's just that you can move back and forth as Back well. and forth, yeah. I think that's what it might end up being. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks interesting. Yeah, uh, this is definitely not what I was thinking of. I don't know what game I was thinking of. It's another Dream Something game that uh, came out a no long, idea. long time ago. But anyway, yeah, whenever you guys that. mention old games, I always think of this one I played as a kid and I can still not figure out what it is. Oh, I know. <laughs> this will always annoy you. Yep. Moving on. Ubisoft Club has debuted Sam AI, a a gaming assistant, which is currently in closed beta, to help you, you know, keep track of where you are in games. Why? I don't know. I read it over and it sounded kind of superfluous to me. What is the point? I do not know. It's in beta, though. Most of the time when you're playing a game, you're still sat in a chair somewhere. You know, like I, I think it's for when lost. you're not playing the game. When you're not playing the game, it'll keep track of where you are and what have you. I think it's only for the Ubisoft uh, Uplay Club thing. It might only work with their games. That's I... what we would commonly refer to as a save slot. But <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. But it's like, why do you need to remember where you – don't you remember where you were roughly? Or do, do people go that long in between gaming <laughs> sessions that they might forget where they've been? I don't know. In which case, whenever this happens for, like, Factorio, I usually leave myself some notes on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, I don't I, – honestly, I don't get it. I don't. It's a uh, thing, though. Okay, it's a thing. It'll probably end up on uh, a future episode of Oh, Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, Ubisoft, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Theme Hospital spiritual successor has been announced called Two Point Hospital. Very this nice. looks really cool. Oh, yeah. This Definitely is the, the original guys working yes, on it Yes, this is the original well. team, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That'll be really I own fun. one of the theme games. It's actually really cool to see them be able to do their own thing. Yeah, I still own one of the old theme <laughs> games, so I'm really hoping they're actually going to remake that one as well. Mm. I'll have to wait and see, but right now, Two Point Hospital looks really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really good. Mm, moving on. IGN's uh, homepage splash page thing has been redesigned. And for anyone who's not seen it, your life is better off. <laughs> because it's fucking terrible. That's usually the case, though, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm, Every it, single time anything gets updated or, you know, they change things around, no, it's you know always what? worse. <laughs> I know why. It's It's optimized for mobile only. Pretty much, yeah. Why sites this do this is beyond me. In this day and age, you need me. it optimized for desktop and mobile. Exactly. Both. It looks terrible. It's so hard to find anything now. It's very schizophrenic. Sometimes the stories are big, and sometimes they're small. As you scroll down, all of a sudden there's like a playing video as you scroll past it, and it's like you don't know where the bottom It's It's so obnoxious. <laughs> it makes it harder to find news now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this That's is why I like Kit Guru. Hmm. Moving on, the Xbox Duke controller remake gets a release window in price. It's going to be coming out at the end of March for $69.99 in the United States. Mm. A lot of people hate it, apparently hated that. I remember the original big, huge Xbox controller. I loved that thing. Yeah. <clears throat> do you remember it? I do. I loved that controller. That controller was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving on, PUBG has banned over 100,000 cheaters in a single wave in their latest... Uh, way of you know a method of trying to combat people that are cheating in multiplayer games which very nice thumbs up i don't have any sympathy for it yep uh nothing else to say about that nope really. all right moving on washington state gambling commission to consider new bill on loot box controversy trying to look into <laughs> see whether or not they're actually gambling or not oh boy oh yeah God. <clears throat> thanks ea i would love EA. to know what everyone else in the industry thinks of <laughs> ea right now that's the best part of the whole thing it's like it's got to be EA was the one that screwed it for everybody. For everybody. Did you get the news in the flash, by the way, about the other controller that's coming out? Uh, I do not think so. I don't know. Oh, some company working with Sega has uh, got a full Bluetooth-enabled Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis controller <laughs> with a USB plug. Nice. Six-button pad. Showing that off, they're going to bring it to retail. As well as Saturn, Dreamcast, all those. With Bluetooth enabled in for local uh, co-op play. That's cool. Mm, I'm looking forward to that because I really yep. want to use my Sega controller for playing old Sega games on Steam. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Unfortunately, I don't have the adapter. Yep. Uh, next up, the uh, this is actually this next bit of ta this best next bit of news is actually an update to a story that we covered a while ago. I can't honestly remember how long ago it was. It was a while back. It's been a while back. It might have been in the middle of the summer. I remember mm -hmm. talking about this though. But the uh, the Twitch lawsuit against the Viewbot services. Yep. Uh, Twitch won the lawsuit. Uh, they won uh, one point three seven million dollars in lawsuit victory against Viewbot service. Good. Definitely so, good. Yep. I don't think there's much else to cover with that. Uh, and then the last bit of flash news is uh, Qualcomm has been hit with a almost billion euro uh, EU antitrust violation fine uh, and exclusivity deal with Apple. Yep. This one definitely came from Kaz because it's Kit Guru. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a big fine. Yeah, basically over them uh, trying to bribe Apple to use the chips. Very nice. <laughs> 
and uh, it definitely worked out for them. Yep. One could say. Uh, anything else for Flash News, or are we on to the normal news? Uh, probably on to normal. All right, normal news. The note that I had on my thing for last show that I wanted to talk about that <laughs> I, I was like, hey, Dark, don't let me forget. And, you know, and we shoo, both totally forgot. <laughs> all speed ahead. <laughs> nope. I got a tab of it, though, so I'm looking right at it right now. Uh, over the uh, Christmas, just after Christmas, it's like December 27th or 8th or something like that. There was a live stream showing gameplay of Valkyria Chronicles 4. Uh, I caught a, uh, uh, I caught it after the fact. It was about 50 or so minutes long. They went through two different maps. Uh, the game looks and plays exactly like the old, the old one, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1. The music is right back on there. Everything is spot on. Nice. I'm really hopeful for this one because it looks good. Mm. It plays good. One of the new, one of the more interesting things I picked up from it though was that there's a new like we knew there was a new class which I forget the name of the new class was it a grenader or grenadier. How would you pronounce that? Uh, grenadier. Grenadier. Uh, what it is is it's it's a characters that carry around a um, mortar is what it is. All right. It, it, it's a, they carry around a huge giant briefcase. Of, you know, mortar shells and then this giant fold up collapsible mortar uh, cannon and they and they lug around the map and they're just like snipers in the fact that they can't go very far, obviously, because they're carrying a couple hundred pounds of shit with them. And it's it looks really cool the way they when they go to move, they they kneel down and fold up their thing and they fold up their briefcase and they're carrying these two giant things lugging around. They look heavy as hell. And then, you know, again, they put them in the, it. That opens up so many possibilities Oh yeah, absolutely. for all kinds of weird trick shots where you launch a mortar over a building and like uh, the possibilities. My mind was going apeshit thinking about it. <laughs> I just know that it's going to be and it's a two way street, too, because I just know they're going to I mean, we're going to get snuck hit by someone that I didn't know was around the corner. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it looks good. The soundtrack's right there. Everything looks like it's good. I don't know how the story is going to play out. They didn't really go into that. Uh, the first map they went to, they were about to hit a section where some story progression was going to hit in, and they they switched quickly switched to a different map entirely. So I was like, okay, they don't want to. Obviously, they don't want to spoil the story. But yeah, it looks good. Very it's, nice. It's uh, coming out at the end of March, which is sad because isn't that also the release now of Far Cry Five? I believe so. It's the same week. The two games yep. that I'm most looking forward to in the in the early stages of this year are come out the same <laughs> week. Yep. That's going to be uh, hard to choose. I think, though. Painful on the wallet. Uh, not necessarily. I already, like, what I was about to say is I th I'm going to be buying Valkyria Chronicles 4, and I'm going to be renting Far Cry 5. To be fair, I'm probably going to be playing through Far Cry 5 because I am interested in that one. So, so we can split the load that way. You can do that as well. So technically speaking, what I'm going to do is obviously Gamefly being Gamefly, you need to hold their hand. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have to take a quick gut and check on the list, <laughs> empty the list, and only put that on because otherwise, you know, they'll send out what they damn well feel like. Yep. Uh, What are you going to do? But yeah, we'll worry about that when we worry about that. I think I am going to buy it, though, just to send a message to Sega mm -hmm. and uh, this team. I'm hoping it's good. Obviously, this looks way better than what the like I said. Azure Revolution was its own little fan fiction that had nothing <laughs> to do with nothing. Yep. 
And then, like, and, and the, you know, we've already been over the saga with Valkyria Chronicles before. I don't like, I wouldn't think that Valkyria Chronicles 4 going up against Far Cry 5 would really affect its sales that much. It's in a completely different demographic. Yeah, I, was say, I think for totally, once totally it's totally actually, different. you know, more, more safe than the other series have been, mm. especially the, the, the first game out that week was like the week before was fallout and the week of was call of duty or something like that and the week after was assassin's creed amongst like 30 other games or something yeah, like that yeah. back in 2008 i remember that i remember that <laughs> clearly it's like when you look at the release list it was like wow it got <laughs> crushed never had a chance never had a chance yeah so i'm hopeful i'm i'm really hopeful the music everything everything the mood of everything as they were going through turns everything was spot on it was all in japanese so i couldn't really pick up a lot from both the characters on screen and also the presenters were all japanese they were joking amongst themselves about stuff so there was no subtitles i could not find a subtitled version of any of this so it was um just what i could glean from watching the actions and the motions and it looked spot on to me so far so here's hoping moving on Moving on. We have an update. Mm. Tyle, uh, Tyler Barris has been charged with manslaughter in fatal swatting incident. So oh, good. Uh, he has uh, resulted in the death of a 28-year-old father yeah, on December 28th. From, uh, yeah, Kansas. Uh, reporting a false alarm interference with a law. Okay, so he's, he has been charged with involuntary manslaughter, reporting a false alarm and interference with a law enforcement officer, according to the Wichita Eagle. Uh he was arrested, yada, yada. We already know this. His bond has been set at $500,000. I have no idea if he could afford that or not. Probably not. One can Probably hope not. not. <laughs> One can hope not. Uh, involuntary manslaughter charges carries a maximum sentence of 11 years and is a level 5 felony in Kansas. According to the state statutes, uh, yada, yada, yada. The minimum sentence is two and a half years. This is just the man involuntary manslaughter charge. There's also the other ones of reporting a false alarm and interfering with a law enforcement officer. So minimum is two and a half years. That is definitely light. Mm -hmm. uh, one yeah. can hope. I've scoured before the show. Uh, this one, this story came out, I think it was the middle of January, like a week or so ago, a little over a week ago, like the 12th or something. And today's it the was. 25th. Yeah, okay, 12th. All right, I did read that right. I've searched, and I don't think he's actually been sentenced yet. So yeah. that is still to come. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I'm alone in hoping that he gets the maximum because we've been saying this for years. Oh, yeah. If you do not make an example of him, this will keep happening. There's yep. some people that are just that fucked in the head mm -hmm. they will keep doing this oh yeah and, if and you ask me it should have been charged with murder even though i didn't pull the trigger yep i think because you know, he started it all here's the thing that i'll say though is that involuntary manslaughter is something that they could probably definitely get him on uh without having to go through a lengthy trial process and plus, I think a lot of the, if they did go for straight murder charge, even if it was a second or third degree, um, a defense lawyer should would probably be able to argue against it because he himself did not actually commit the murder. That one falls on the officer that saw somebody reach for their pants through a, like a window or something and was like, oh, no, he's going for a gun and pulled and shot like, OK, yeah, <laughs> that's its own can of worms. <sighs> Ridiculous, but. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand you, you, people would love for that to happen. It probably, even if they did charge him, he probably wouldn't be convicted of it. 
for that reason. Whereas involuntary manslaughter is definitely something that they can get a conviction out of. Now my hope is is that he gets you know ten plus years, if not the maximum of eleven. And then, you know, whatever the other charges are going to amount to, probably nowhere near as much, so we'll have to wait and see. Again, I don't even know if there's there's any dates set for the sentencing, sentencing itself. Mm. But uh, definitely a step in a right direction, though. Yeah. For, you know, what amounts to a very shitty and avoidable situation. Oh, yes. Over a $1.50 bet on Call of Duty. Yep. Mind you, just in case anyone, you know, forgot. It's absolutely pathetic. Yep. Alrighty That's looking disgusting, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you at all. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is going to be an interesting show. And I, a lot, like, like a lot in life, a lot de- goes down to nuance. And I'd be willing to bet that a lot of people are going to call us hypocrites for what we're about, you know, the way we're about to take this story. The critical difference that I think that is going to take with this is that YouTube's policy is as what they set. Yep. Where we've defended creators in the past is when they come up with some sort of new algorithm change and they don't tell anybody and people are getting demonetized and this isn't getting, you know, and they're losing revenue because of the algorithm is, you know, you're, you've been flagged as advertiser unfriendly and YouTube doesn't tell you why. That's when we're in the creators, you know, you like mm-hmm. fully in their side for like, hey, you know, this is part of the program, but you're not informing us what the rule changes are, what gives. That's kind of the the, the, re- the reaction we've had over the last year or so yeah, with a lot of the these demonetization that, waves. Uh, the other time that we're also definitely on the creative side is that when YouTube does not fairly judge all cases. Yes, that's another good one. Like as well. you know, with what happened with Felix versus what happened with you know Logan. It's kind of obvious, you know, who the favorite child was in that, mm. in those cases. Very much so, which, by the way, we'll be getting to Logan Paul next after this story. Mm. But uh, YouTube's latest uh, thing is that they've got new monetization rules about the partner program, and a lot is changing, and a lot of people are flipping out, and they're not happy about it. The, the community is split, I would like to say, uh, 70-30. 70% of the community is flipping out and upset, and 30% says that it's uh, uh, controversial, yes, upsetting, yes, but necessary changes. Yeah. We're in the 30% range. I believe we absolutely are, yeah. And I know a lot of people go, we're... Here's the thing. YouTube's rules are what they set, and since they're actually explaining them in advance, I'm like, okay, and plus they're giving a month notice to it as well. That is true. So... Normally they just do things without yeah, telling Yeah, yeah, normally it's just all of a sudden people are like, "Hey, wait, do you notice things are a little bit different? The algorithm must have changed." And then you got to do like you got to put on your yeah, investigation they, you know, cap and look and through say, the metadata you know, and see what the hell's what. going on. It's it's confusing at best. No, they they come out front and they've said it. So what are the uh changes? The uh the big couple of changes is that the we've talked about how they've hired 10,000 new people. Those people are going to be the Google preferred ads. Every single person, which I do not know how many people are actually in the Google Preferred Ads program. Uh, Logan Paul was, is no longer. So I don't know how many people, how many videos they're going to have to go through. I can't imagine it would all be a consistent string or what the timetable would be for a turnaround on that. But every single video for someone who is in the Preferred Ads program has to get their video manually watched and reviewed. Yep. Which... Okay, but at the same token, it comes down to the person watching the video, whether or not, you know, they how they feel about the situation, which mm-hmm. leaves a little bit too much up in the air for my taste on that yeah, matter. Yeah, probably going to have to be like a list of, you know, very specific things to look out for. Yeah. 
And, you know, if this isn't present, then pass it sort of thing. Yeah, obviously, it's a lot of it should be obvious, but then there's a lot of nuance in it that they don't really explain, which, yeah. again, it's not a good thing. <laughs> but we'll get there. I mean, you know, YouTube and their uh, wording, as always, is always lacking. But the big thing that affects a lot of people is the uh, big thing to be included and eligible in the partner program is channels that have uh, that are, can be monetized through Google AdSense. They must have a total watch time of 4,000 hours in the last 12 months and a minimum of 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. Uh, I did some quick math on this, and it's that 4,000 watched hours in the last uh, year is actually not as bad as a lot of people think it is. Mm -hmm. Even for, like, I understand with the animation channels, the shorter videos have a harder time of it, but I don't think it, it, it adds up a lot faster than I think a lot of people are uh, realizing. Yep. You know, I did a I did a quick math and it was like I think well actually you know I'll use Captain Sparkle's math Jordan's math he said it was like a ten minute video average you know retention of about fifty percent means that one video would have to get forty eight thousand views which for a lot of people is hard but it, that's just one video yeah exactly. if you do you know if, if your average you know four thousand views a month on one ten minute video on average you should be able to pull that one out mm -hmm. so okay again not easy to do but at the same token. Uh, I understand why a lot of people are upset by it, yeah. by the changes, but it's at uh, the same token, it's, I think it's necessary because a lot of things, uh, we were talking about this a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> and what it comes down to is that I think a lot of the current people that are on YouTube forget how hard it was to get into the partner program back in 2011, 12 timeframe. That is absolutely true. In a lot of ways, it was way harder back then than it is yeah. now. You know, and it was a lot a of people don't take that into consideration because, you know, I think they forgot just how rough it used to be for youtube creators you know and it's like i like again i understand it but at the same token why are you putting videos out on youtube That's is it because it. you like what you're doing or are mm -hmm. you doing it trying to get rich quick yeah, I think that's uh, basically my view on it is that I believe that monetization should be a goal that you strive for eventually. I don't think it should be the motivating factor for starting, you know, to do it. Because I think personally you should have the passion for making videos and you should have the desire to build a fan base and then do it because it's something you enjoy doing. Don't do it expecting to just immediately get rich especially off it. right out of the gate yeah. uh and as far as to zaldera's point of seeing this going badly we agree with that too because we'll get there's there's a whole nother aspect to this that we <laughs> yeah. haven't uh talked about yet and that that is the fact that okay the big problem that i see with this is that even though they gave everybody a notice like i here's my email i actually forwarded it to my millennium account Right here, here's my email from YouTube about announcing changes to the partner program, yada, yada. Your channel's no longer eligible montation because it doesn't meet, you know, the requirements. I don't think mine ever would have anyway. No. It's no big loss to me. Um, there's questions involved in it that, what about, and I think it's just the partner program. Your AdSense itself isn't going away. It's just your inclusion in the partner program. So people, a lot of people are like, what about, un you know, unpaid, you know, AdSense accounts, which... That's it. That's a legitimate question. Is what happens if you're at? I looked mine up. I'm at thirty dollars, <laughs> which is hilarious. That's I think I've great. only ever gotten three checks from YouTube ever. Yeah. 
which isn't actually all that bad considering, you know, I really don't monetize all that much. I was never in any uh, MCN, so I never actually uh, monetized any of my gaming videos because mm -hmm. I didn't want to take that. I wanted, I did not want to go down that rabbit hole of, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen those rabbit holes before. Uh -huh. People flagging videos and, and what have you and getting into that whole loophole of, Oh no, your channel. So I just didn't monetize any of my gaming videos. So but I, I, I think it wasn't, wasn't bad. But then again, I didn't also get into YouTube because oh, I want to get make that money. Yeah, I know. Uh, but the big thing with us is that where I think a lot of the controversy is, even though they did it about as best as they could possibly have done, is that it's the optics that mm. come into effect. That YouTube is doing these changes right after Logan Paul. So a lot of people are attributing it to that, even though I don't honestly think it has anything to do with Logan I Paul. I honestly don't believe it does. I think, I think it might have been in the works for a long time. I think it might have accelerated it. Yeah, I can believe that it accelerated But it wasn't it, but because of that. I think this was already in the works regardless. Yeah, I think it was because of the two, uh, you know, adpocalypse waves of last year yep. uh, being, you know, the, the one in the middle, beginning of the year and then plus the one at the uh, – fall season where you know during the youtube kids whole fiasco which is oh God, yeah. its own brand of what the fuck <laughs> which yeah that was a thing that was a thing <laughs> so yeah i think that's a lot to do with that i understand why they did it i think it's necessary in the long term it's actually a good thing in the long term however again the optics how youtube went about saying it their timing uh could have been better could have been better, a lot better. And I, at this point in time, Zaldur says it, it's it's not going to end well. Well, here's the thing. As soon as somebody comes up with a viable competitor to YouTube, I think the exodus is going to be legit. Mm. And I don't think YouTube's quite ready for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard murmurings about TwitchTube. I haven't heard anything, seen anything materialize of it. I've heard Amazon's looking into it. Whoever steps up to the plate first. It'll yeah. be on. Oh, it is going to be legit. <laughs> Not even a joke or being ironic in a funny way. It, it's just I don't think YouTube is prepared for as many people as they're going to lose because that's their biggest asset is the amount of people that visit the site every single day. Yep. And I don't think they're quite ready for how many people that are going to jump ship. Mm-hmm looking for monetization in other ways. And again, there's also other ways to supplement. If you if you have enough of a following, if you're close to the targets, you can start doing like Patreon, other things. You have some merch store like yeah. Teespring and but stuff again, like that. But again, in order for Patreon to work, you have to have a fan base. And that's why I said it's like you shouldn't go into this, you know, thinking that you're going to make any money. You should focus on making quality content and building a community. Because, you know, when YouTube does stuff like this, your community is going to be the ones who help you get through it. And if you, you know, immediately just go into the money aspect of it and don't bother to, you know, nurture that side of things, then when the money goes away, then you're left with nothing. So, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Yeah, if Elle doesn't think that YouTube's going to lose as much as uh, I think, here's the thing. It might never happen because there's no guarantee there will ever be a competitor to YouTube. That is the other and that's a, And that's well. part of the problem as yeah. well is that – that Google and YouTube can get away with being sloppy mm -hmm. on a lot of fronts because of this. Because they have no direct competition. So it it might be a situation that never happens, that never materializes. It's yeah. entirely possible. A new competitor could be announced in a month. A new one could be announced in two to five years, or it could never happen. Mm -hmm. You never know. Yep. I, don't uh, know. I think if there ever is a serious competitor, I honestly think that YouTube is going to go the way of MySpace. <laughs> hey, yeah. 
Because, I mean, you know, back then, they also thought that they were the hottest shit on the street. And it's like, you know, oh, well, we'll never lose this momentum. Oh, you know, everybody comes here. Oh, it's unheard of that people don't come here only. And it's like, well, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So you really never know when something like that will happen. We'll have to see how it shakes out. Again, I know it's shitty for people that have been in the program. I've been in the program, and I'm not really torn about it. Again, yeah. if you were going to succeed under the old rules you'll and you have the drive to do so then you'll succeed under the new rules and that's exactly what i was saying before how you should be doing this because you have a passion for doing it not, not just for, you know, quick buck you know not for the quick buck that's a good way to put it mm. uh anything else or should we just move on uh we can probably move on moving on logan paul has returned to youtube with a suicide awareness video following his whole fiasco in japan okay uh I haven't seen the video, but I've been told it is a good step, kind of, maybe. Uh, right. Probably a bit too much sad piano music and <laughs> a bit too much Logan Paul is going to do this, kind of I'm getting better and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, after a three-week silence following the controversial video of vlogger Logan Paul has returned to YouTube, uh, He's um, ta he talked with a suicide survivor, someone who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know the guy's name. Uh uh, Kevin Hines. Kevin Hines. And then he also uh, talked with Dr. John Draper, director of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, he's also since also pledged uh, m to donate a million dollars to various suicide prevention organizations. All right. That's not chump change. That so, again, I would say good first step. I could definitely applaud him for that. Mm-hmm. Check back in like six months to two years. Exactly. That's just it. We'll see if he pops back up into the news, whether or not he's actually learned his lesson. Yeah. And maybe maybe when it comes to suicide, he might have learned his lesson. Uh, when it comes to other things, we'll when see. When it comes to acting like an adult, uh, not holding my breath. Mm, same. Well, and, and The good thing, though, however, coming from this is I think a few more adults might be actually eyeballing his content. So if anything is out of line, I think we'll hear about it a lot quicker than otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Again, it's a wait and see game. A lot of people are speculating whether or not it, is it just sort of a hollow apology? Kind of, you know, is it kind it of like a hollow? Be. I didn't Again, watch we'll it. find out. I say a million dollars good on him, good first step. Just because you put money at it doesn't mean the problem's going to go away. You actually have to act. You do have to. You have to. You can't just talk the talk. You also have to walk the walk. Exactly. So, again, check back in six months to two years, and we'll see if he hasn't popped back up. <laughs> again, I'm not holding my breath. Same. Moving on. Moving on. This is bizarre. Okay, this next one. I don't know if you've heard about this one or not. I haven't, but that's interesting. Very much so. Okay, so Atari announces Roller Coaster Tycoon for Switch, but it's a Kickstarter-ish style campaign, but not Kickstarter. Okay. This is the part that's weird to me that's just like kind of, it feels slimy. Mm, yeah. Uh, so it wants to bring it to the Nintendo Switch, but the company is going about it in a strange way. Uh, the company has launched a campaign on the equity crowdfunding site Start Engine which unlike Kickstarter allows backers to invest and get a share of the profits in return. The minimum investment is $250. Okay. You get a for that you'll get a pro rata share of 50% of profits up to the point where you make 120% of your original investment. After that you get 25% of profits, but only until 18 months after the game launches. 
Uh, there's other caveats. Uh, you know, they could cut it short at any time, yada, yada. So far, there's only 33 backers and about $20,000 raised for it on a $2 million campaign. This seems weird to me. Yeah, this seems very bizarre. I've never heard of this I start engine. I've never heard of start engine, no. It just the whole idea of $250 and then, you know, you get profits. <sighs> That, that sounds like weird property to try this on. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. The originals are uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Two, and with the uh, Open RCT is still one of the best games. Mm -hmm. it, that is that is a classic. It is legend status. It's so good. This is just weird. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Like, I, like as, as as I said, it's like. Uh, it feels kind of slimy because I'm unsure of it. And also another point that the article points out is that uh, you don't necessarily get a copy. Of oh, I didn't even know that. For, Switch for your investment. How is that even a thing? You need to kick in at least one thousand five hundred dollars <coughs> to get a copy of the game with your investment. Oh, but it's okay if you only if for the low low price of seven hundred and fifty dollars you get twenty five percent off the street price at launch. <laughs> Ooh, that's a deal right there. Yeah, that's a uh, get it <laughs> all. That is ridiculous. Again, I don't this know. This makes how... literally no sense to me. It doesn't. I I don't know how to feel. I don't know. If, should I be upset, confused, angry? I would say confused. I I just I don't know. I'm at a loss. I don't really. know if I'm upset about this. I'm just this is bizarre. But yeah, I, I like we said, we love Roller Coaster Tycoon. I don't know. It just it's it leaves me with more than They're just, being greedy uh, bastards by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. That's strange to say the least. Especially since, uh, like you know, this is for a game that's not even probably started development yet. It's a port, so that's the other thing that's weird about it is that yeah. how much money are they wasting to port something to the Switch for two million dollars? You tell me. Also, how exactly would you? Port Roller Coaster Tycoon to the Switch, like control wise. That seems bizarre. Does the Twitch screen itself is that touch screen or is that not touch screen? I don't the think so. Switch's screen? I don't know if it's touch I screen or not. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know either, but again, control wise, that's part of the thing of, you know, porting it over to a different console. You'd have to mm. figure it out. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just, it's just the whole, the whole thing's bizarre. Yeah, that... I'm always happy when they're doing something good with Roller Coaster Tycoon. With that said, I don't can't even remember what the last good thing they did with it is. Also, putting Roller Coaster Tycoon on a TV screen, you would think that it would be pixelated to hell and back. Yeah, I don't know. It all depends on what kind of how they aspect it. If it's yeah, not to mention someone would probably do uh, that whole porting for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah, again, I don't okay, even... Okay, uh, Atari says it will be one that takes complete advantage of the console's innovative home-end portable capabilities. It will be made specifically for the Switch, so it sounds like this will not be a port of an earlier game. Okay, oh, that's one thing. If all goes to my rollercoaster tycoon for Switch, will include multiple scenarios, yada yada. So, it sounds like it might actually be a new game, maybe okay. based on the original. Yeah, game. yeah, based on the idea of the original, yeah. but it's only okay. That's different than then. Okay, then that I had to have to retract my whole thing about two million dollars seems a lot for just a port. Okay, yeah. it's not a port. It's, yeah, I don't believe it's a port. I think it is a new roller coaster tycoon made specifically for Switch to use the Switch's unique control systems. 
I don't know. So that makes a little bit more sense, but the Slightly way they're going more. about it still seems fairly yeah, that, bizarre. Yeah, the way I think the big thing is, is how they're going about it with this whole start engine program is just I don't know. Uh, roller coaster. Nah, hold on. Uh, roller coaster tycoon for Switch will be developed by Nivisio Creations, the Canadian studio behind the free-to-play roller coaster tycoon Touch and the roller coaster tycoon for PC. Oh, the yeah, the Roller Coaster Tycoon World, the one that everybody hates. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So they're the ones in charge of this. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not holding my breath on this one. But then again, I don't have a Switch, so. Importantly, the new game is not actually in the works as of yet. Development will commence in the months ahead. Presumably, pending the results of the investment campaign, the funding ends in April. Mm. So that's what I said. Is like I don't think this game has probably even started development yet, and it yeah. hasn't. That's a that's a bizarre thing to want to get into like an investment style thing with it. I don't I don't know about that. Yeah. Weird is to say the least. I don't know if there's anything else we could say about that. Moving on. Yeah, that is weird. We'll have to keep an eye yeah. on that. If it pops definitely. Back into the news again. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm. Moving on, and then there is this. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then as soon there. as our you know web page starts. Webpage stops freaking out. I know. It's having a f shit fit right now. All right. There we go. I think it. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> so Nintendo has announced a new game called uh, Nintendo Labo. It is a uh, build-it-yourself cardboard kits thing compatible with Nintendo Switch. Yep. So it's several different amalgamations of cardboard that you can, like, you know, arts and crafts into various different things i still don't quite understand what the point is you know there, there, there's uh there's a third money for me that is the point <laughs> we'll get there don't worry about that uh you can make a functioning 13 key piano there's a there's a house thing you can make there's a little tiny remote control uh insect thing can go across the floor which uses the vibration of the controllers to move which sounds like it wouldn't work on carpet <laughs> i was just gonna say how would that work on carpet exactly I, to me, a lot of people were like, <sighs> some people were okay with it. Some people were not. I'm indifferent. It's for kids. Yeah. Okay. End of the day, it's for kids. It's definitely not a thing for adults. What really bothers me about this, though, is that there's it's not cheap. Like the uh, the variety kit will be available for seventy dollars on Amazon. Variety kit includes software as well as materials to build two RC cars, a fishing rod, a house, a motorbike. And a piano that can be built out of cardboard and attached to the switch. The Robo port, the robot kit, will be available for eighty dollars. Uh, yeah, to build a robot suit. And then Nintendo will also offer a customization kit for ten dollars that includes two stencil sheets and two sticker sheets, and two decorative tape rolls. <laughs> um, to me though, this sounds. Like, I don't know. Like, I want to know how long this is going to last. Cause, yeah. Like, I want to know how long it's going to be after you get this thing home before your dog pees on it. <laughs> or the cat chews it up. Or the cat claws it to hell and back. <laughs> or uh, I want to know how many. This is going to make parents' lives miserable. Yeah. How, like, uh, this is going to be a night of following instructions and assembling some sort of arts and craft project into some into a piano just so that the kid can smash about it for an hour and then have it break and then get disinterested and do something else yep i did it's just like to me it sounds superfluous i don't get it or you know how long until somebody goes to the bathroom in the middle of the night and steps on part of it <laughs> there's that too there's uh how long before oh ooh, what about the rare instance of it you know 
coming with a part missing <laughs> and and the parents have got to figure out what the hell's going on like it, this is going to be a nightmare for some parents i can already yeah. see this right now it's going to make nintendo money i can already tell you it's going to make nintendo money but at the same time it to me it just i don't know <laughs> i just like i shake man i go it's uh, like i don't know about a like, I don't know about other people's cats, but our three kittens love to claw cardboard to hell and back. Yeah, they love to do they that. They would see this as a uh, fancily designed scratching post, <laughs> and they would yeah. be all about it. Again, I don't get it. It's definitely for kids. I'm not yeah. upset that it's a thing. It's just it's going to make certain parents' lives miserable. Oh, absolutely. I can see that. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, or the kid's going to start crying, and then they're going to have to go out and buy another one. Yeah, there's that, too. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't think there's much else that can be said about it. It's just, again, it's definitely it's not. Thing. It's it's a thing, and it's not for us. Yep. But I, I get why they're doing it. It could be cool. It could be. If the it tech works. behind it is interesting, especially the piano, apparently. It uses the camera on one of the Joy-Cons that sees what key you're you're hitting and mm. by that it then triggers the note so it's kind of from a tech side it's interesting how like yeah, the, from the a technical robots standpoint the nintendo switch is actually a really fascinating it piece is. of machinery the the, the robe the, the little insect robot things that can buzz across the floor and i say buzz across because it, it's like it comes with a controller that you can actually guide it with and it uses the joy cons vibration yeah. whether or not it can go left or right and it's like how do they figure this stuff like that's interesting and cool. yeah yeah how durable is this mm-hmm that's what I don't get. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. You use the screen for the robots to control it. Yeah. Again, from a purely technical standpoint, the Nintendo Switch is actually a very fascinating piece of technology. But something like this in particular, like you said, it's cardboard. I don't know how long it's going to last in a real <laughs> yeah, household. In a real household. Uh, moving you know, on. Kid runs into our room, trips over himself, spills his milk on it, and that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Or how many a times it's like one of the the house thing that they had a picture over here. Like how many times in the middle, like you said, middle of the night, a parent's gonna be walking through, going on their way to work, and it's gonna be right in the way, and they step on it and crush the screen. Yep. <laughs> I see that being a thing. Ooh, a very important question. What's the big home shopping network debacle that's going to happen with it? Oh, it'll happen. Get ready Come for on. it. Come on. I mean, I don't think we're going to get as good as them when they smash the tennis racket into the freaking. Oh, that was uh, amazing. <laughs> into the TV. That was amazing. And then the two for the next five minutes had to stand in front of the TV. It was so good. That was so great. I don't think we're going to get to that level again, but. You know, uh, moving on, moving on. Microsoft has announced that all games from Microsoft Studios will now be added to the Xbox Game Pass subscription service on their release day, beginning with Sea of Thieves, which is March 20th. Nice. Uh, interesting concept. Uh, it's expensive, though. The mm. Game Pass is uh, going to be uh, six month Game Pass subscription cards can be found for $60. Oh, boy. For six months, which is, again, $10 a month. Mm hmm. So not cheap. Um, and then, again, all first-party Microsoft Studios games are going to be available. So the, on their launch day, you can apparently play them digitally and then decide whether or not you want to buy them or not. Yeah. Which, uh, okay, if that's what something you wish to do. I don't know if it's worth $10 a month, though. Mm. Because I think, isn't it about the same for Gamefly? More or less, yeah. Plus or minus, give or take. So... And you get the key to you know have the games for a little bit longer than just launch day, okay? Maybe you might have to wait. You have to hold GameFly's hand and only have that one game on your list, and have you know your others sent back and in in time so that they have to send that one out. Mm. Uh, 
but other than that, you don't get it on launch day. You get it a day or two later. I mean, eh, I, again, it's it's a thing. If you if you hate physical copies of games and you want to go all digital, maybe that's a that's a good way to look at it. That is true. But it's definitely not something I'm going to be looking into anytime soon. Mm. And then the last tab of news, which, wow, the news has gone long. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. We've had a lot of discussion, a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the CES 2018 has happened, and this is the best uh, gear and such from the uh, the show, which a lot of interesting, cool tech things came out. Uh, Razer had a uh, Mamba Hyperflux, is what they called it. It is a mouse pad that wirelessly charges your wireless mouse. Right. Okay, then. That works. $250. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stick to using my 10-year-old battery-powered mini mouse. Yep. Yep. Moving on. NVIDIA's got the uh, big format gaming display. It's their own branded style big screen TV that apparently has all the gidgy gadgets and whizmos that you'd want in a big screen TV, which... All the whizmos? All the whizmos <laughs> and gidgy gadgets. Gasp. He gets. It's a it's, it's technical terminology. Yeah. I buy power has a new case called Snowblind. Uh, it's interesting, but I don't a hundred percent know the uh, the cons or why you would want it. Mm. So basically, it's like it's like a a projection screen display on the side of your case that can display anything you really want to want it to display, whether or not it's like internal temperatures or CPU load or like anything like that. That is but cool. On the side of the case, cool idea. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why. Do do that many people have their case up on their desk so they can constantly look say, at it? I'm gonna say most people have the cases shoved under a table. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. my point to it. It's like a lot of people like mine personally. Mine is on my desk, but that's just a spatial issue mm -hmm. that I have to put mine up on the desk because it. Yeah, you couldn't fit that thing under your desk. <laughs> yeah, there's no feasible way. That's huge. Uh, but the. It's not because I want to sit there and constantly stare at my tower. That's a max thing. Your tower is hidden behind your monitors. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that even though I could, I still have the monitors in front of it. So it's like eh. a cool idea nonetheless. Yeah. If somebody wants it, it's available. Uh, the big thing that came out of CES was the HTC Vive Pro and wireless adapter. That's cool looking. Yeah, it's definitely cool looking. More pixels, more resolution, more field of view. Yada more yada. Price, probably more price, which, mind you, they haven't said yet. <laughs> and how much more graphical power does this thing need? More when it comes to reality to these headsets, these these kinds of three uh, D headsets, uh, it definitely helps. It, that's one of the biggest reasons why you have. Uh, some people sometimes suffer from you know the motion, motion sickness. Is is that well, first up? <laughs> If mm. they, you, you, one of the tricks they do is if you can see your see hands, uh, where your hands are, it, it helps maintain your balance. And the other thing is, is that the refresh rate and the resolution and the uh, and a lot of all that does help. So it's definitely a good thing. This also has the headset is uh, included with it, whereas the old one you had to have like earbuds put in. Mm. Um, it looks cool. We'll see how well it works. My, yeah. if HTC really wanted to test this thing and it'll never happen this is a joke by the way <laughs> they would send it to me because if it works in my room it'll work in anybody's room yeah there's so much shit in my room <laughs> and that's the biggest thing that i'm kind of hesitant on spending that kind of money for even though my graphics card and my computer can totally handle it mm -hmm. uh, yeah you'd be sad <laughs> 
yeah, the, like if they said if they really wanted to test, even if I had to give it back after a certain period of time, I would still go for it and test it, see if it would actually function in my room with a lot of uh, obstacles in the way. Yeah, I really wouldn't be able to stand and walk around my room all that much, but I would be interesting to check it out mm. and see if it would work with that much interference going on. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the uh, for some story to come out with somebody like tripped over a cat wall in one of these. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, yeah I, I would be surprised. There's another good test for you know whether or not the it works in a real world application. Yeah, put kittens in the room and see how well that handles. Yeah, if if it starts freaking out and can't detect sensors or what have you, if it doesn't know what it's looking at. Another thing I'm surprised that hasn't happened with these virtual reality headsets is that you know, so, like you said, someone hasn't tripped and fallen and like broken their neck or something like that, mm. or you know. Falling off their stairs or something like something weird like that. Or I go the uh, Jacksepticeye around and just punch a light. <laughs> I'm surprised someone hasn't punched their computer monitor yet. Just boom! I remember there's been a couple of videos where Jack's done VR stuff and he's like physically knocked into a lamp nearby and knocked it over. <laughs> so funny. Usually scares the shit out of him, too. <laughs> yeah, because when you're in the world, you're not expecting. You see nothing's there, and all of a sudden, whoa, you're hitting something. It's like, yeah. uh, it scares the <laughs> crap out of you. Yep. Yeah, I'm yep. just waiting for him to uh, get to the point where VR headsets will only use one USB 3 port and work on lower-powered machines. Yeah. And that's another good thing. The reason why I do support when these companies are what they're doing now is that they are getting better at it, and it'll eventually get there. Yeah, they need to make it so that you can even run it on a friggin' Intel HD eventually. Hmm. Yeah, again, they're getting better with time. We'll have to wait and see how that spans out. Uh, and then the last thing we'll talk about is uh, Digital Storm is another one of those uh, uh, Cyber Power PC, iBuyPower, yeah. Falcon Northwest. Digital Storm is another one that builds PCs and boutique system builders. Uh, Project Spark is the smallest and most powerful gaming PC uh, in a while, despite being the width of a coffee cup and just 12 inches tall, it sports a GTX 1080 Core i7-8700K and up to three M2 SSDs. That will run hot. And built on the micro STX platform. Yeah, that yeah. will run extremely hot because the 8700K is known for running hot. It's liquid-cooled. I'm looking It'll at a picture of it right hot. now. Yeah, it's. I would be interested to see how that stress test, how hot that would get. The eighty-seven hundred K is a, known for running really hot, even under water cooling. Uh, did uh config configurations and pricing vary? Uh, it'll be available uh quarter two of twenty eighteen. It looks interesting. It's a cool thing. I know some people like the compact P. You know, I uh, desktops. I love something that size, but. I worry about the risk of the heat in them. Heat, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those things are more compacted than my laptop. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing that a lot, a lot of people don't... Whenever you go into reading reviews on graphics card, you kind of have to wade yourself through what they're talking about, what issues. Some people are like, oh, this card overheats. Like, the ones that I got, the RX 480 uh, Sapphire Nitro Plus cards... Everyone's like, oh, they overheat. And it's like, mm, I had to read through and kind of read between the lines as to what they were talking about. In my computer, my giant case, they do not. Oh, nothing overheats in that case. I was going to say your case has plenty of airflow. Mine has a plenty of airflow, and plus there's more air volume in the case, so it's harder to heat up. Mm -hmm. And plus, again, plenty you have of airflow. Two big exhausts on the back of it. 
There's big, uh, two big uh, 120 millimeters on the back, and then there's a 200 millimeter on the top mm-hmm. that pulls air out of the top of the case as well. It Nothing overheats in that case, which is another reason why I bought it. See, but, things yeah. like mine have two exhausts on the back, but they still get hot because of the freaking heat sink in them. Yeah, but then again, yours is also a laptop, which again has a very big less, laptop. It, it's still laptops have less air yeah. volume in the case, which is the less air, the easier it is to heat up. And when you're using a desktop K chip, it needs a lot of heat sink. Yeah, again, it'll be it's an interesting idea. Again, technology ever improving. To be fair, mine could probably run VR in some form. Mm. I mean, it certainly has a processor power to run VR. Yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff that this article goes over what you know looking at, but that's that's pretty much the highlights of what came out of CES this year that looks pretty cool. Mm. Tech is always cool but expensive. Yep. <laughs> and and that's just that have a good point. Yeah. Speaking of VR, if they can do it with a phone. Yeah. Someone needs to mod the uh, lower powered ones to work perfectly with Steam. <laughs> yeah. Again, with time, it'll get better. But I do believe that is all we have for news. Uh, are we going to head on off to the first look, or do you have anything else? Uh, we can head off. All right, first look. First look. It is now time for a first look. Yes. This is going to be an interesting first look because this is a game that I never heard of when it came out. And uh, I think a lot of people have overlooked it, even though you know, like it, it's easy to overlook because it is kind of a copy of a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. As once we get into it, you'll kind of understand what we're talking about yeah. here. But the game we are that I've been playing in quotes over the last, uh, you know, I think I've put like seven, eight hours into so far. More or less, yeah. Give or take. So I'm about twenty eh, percent into the game. I would say uh, is Blue Reflection. Yep. It is an RPG on the PlayStation 4, which it's also out on Vita and Windows as well, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it I know is, there's a Steam version of it. There is a Steam version. That is true. There is a Steam version of it. All right. Yeah. Uh, it is published by Koei Tecmo, and it is developed by Gust. An interesting game that I'm actually, I, I am enjoying it, even though one of the, the things that, it, it's dialogue heavy. It is extremely dialogue heavy. There is so much talking in this game. So, what are we talking about? Blue Reflection is a role playing game. It follows a uh, main character, which, what was her name? Uh, Hinako. Hinako. Uh, see if you've ever heard of this kind of game before. <laughs> she goes to school, she has to make friends, maintain a daily social life, but then every once in a while she has to be brought into a special world to fight monsters. Yep. Sound familiar at all? No, never heard of that. Never one heard before. of that one before. Yeah, it's definitely uh, the core of it is a Persona clone, but it's it's different and it's better than that. I or, described I it to Vale <clears throat> a couple days ago as it's kind of a weird mix of Persona and like Madoka Magica. Yeah, a little bit of that, but there's also flavorings of like Bayonetta and yes. and also uh, Bloodborne. A lot of the <clears throat> monsters and locations in this game are very reminiscent of Bayonetta and Bloodborne. Yeah, respectively, monsters for Bayonetta, locations for Bloodborne. Yeah, you know, and I'm liking it. It's very stylistic. It is. Uh, it looks gorgeous. The, oh, the, this game a lot is of colors. Absolutely breathtaking. It is a lot of colors. It uses a lot defi- of varied environments. A lot mm. of bright, bright, vibrant colors used. Mm. So, so pretty. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's not as structured as a Persona, whereas like, oh, you have a calendar and you have a year to get there, and yeah, there's yeah. dates to follow. So it's a little looser than that. It goes by chapters. Mm-hmm. I think there was twelve or thirteen chapters. I believe told. there's twelve. 
And I believe we're up to the end of chapter three or three, so. Yes. <clears throat> so, uh, it, it, like I said, it's a good. It's it's different. It definitely doesn't straight up copy it in hundred percent. It's got its own vibe going on. Uh, very three uh, D CG anime esque style of mm-hmm. of character designs going on. Uh, Japanese game with subtitles. Yeah. So there is that. Uh. Not Japanese the worst audio in, only. Yeah, yeah. There's the Japanese audio and then subtitles. Yeah, you said so. RPG. The idea is that when your character first comes, she's she's switching schools. She's coming into a new school. She just the you don't really get a lot of details initially, but apparently she had some sort of injury. She used to be a dancer, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of leg injury. She can't dance anymore, so she switched schools. And then during her first day, uh, some fangirl from her old school happened to fo- follow her there. Or I know. Just happens to be going to the same high school now. Stalker chick. Stalker girl. And uh, it, it's like she starts wigging out in the hallway and starts glowing blue. And it's like, uh, what's going on? And then you get transported to some other world. You yep. don't know what's going on. And the main character, Hinako, she, she cha- she, her appearance changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets, suddenly has blonde hair and one blue eye. Yeah. As opposed to both her eyes are normally brown. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like she's got this magical girl kind of outfit going on. Yeah. And it's like she's like, what the hell is going on? You fight some monsters, you defeat. And she's like, oh, you got a fragment from this other friend. And, and like, uh, quick note as well, whenever she changes costume into this, you know, magical outfit, it is straight Sailor Moon. Oh, it like, is definitely no the transformation. Joke. It is straight up copy paste of yeah. Sailor Moon. It is. It is <laughs> exactly like yeah, the transformation sequence of is exactly Sailor Moon esque. Yeah, uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they, it's oh, not yeah. to show me that. Oh, it's no joke. It is straight up Sailor Moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so eventually she comes to the classroom and finds out that. Two of the other classmates were start talking to her, and we eventually find out that they also have uh, the same power. After she comes out of this world, she has the ring that allowed her to transform. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, what in the world is going on? There's no way. Time didn't seem to go forward at all. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's Yuzu and Lime are... The... Yuzuki and L- L- Lime. Oh, is... they are sisters. Okay. Okay. I, I call them the twins because they look like twins. They actually apparently are sisters. They are sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And they already had the rings, and they were in the classroom, and they uh they confront the main character, whose name is Hinako. Hinako. Yeah. Hinako. Hinako. The uh. Whatever it's called. Yeah, and she's like, she's unsure of what's going on, and we're really. Uh, they set, they're setting up a lot to go on with the story. We really mm-hmm. haven't gotten deep into the story other than the fact that they've just introduced themselves and they're like, you know, they're on your team. They fight with you and it's – they've got angles though. Yeah, I'm very suspicious of these two. They, they know more than they let on they for sure. They have dropped a lot of hints that I think it's going to be a case of like they need the main character in order to achieve some goal. Yeah. It's like, because there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, you go do this. And I'm just there thinking, well, why can't you? You're right there as well. And it's like, oh, no, you have to go do this. Yeah, and specifically they explain that the other world is a collection of other people's subconsciouses, which is, again, we've heard that song and dance before, Persona. called The Common. And from within there, certain people's emotions go rampant and uh, out of control. And what you have to do is you have to go into The Common and, and find that fragment, and you have to take the fragment away from them which okay you're taking an emotion away from somebody else that immediately to me strikes me as odd odd and maybe not a positive thing yeah 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a point in time where yeah, we realize that we're going to have a hard we, left turn coming up. Or at least like, like all of a sudden they'll come to the attention that, oh, everything we've been doing is actually like, bad. Bad. Yeah, I could see that coming too. Yeah. Again, the parallels to Madoka Magica as well, where it's like these yeah, fragments. Yeah, it reminds mm. me a lot of Madoka Magica right mm. now. So Yeah, so turn-based RPG. Uh, the fight system's interesting and unique, though. It, I can see it coming. It's it's going to be very complicated in the long run. There's oh, like yeah. a timeline on the top where certain moves you do. If you do like a heavy attack, you have to wait longer to, before you can attack again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you inflict knockback to the opponent, their time to attack gets pushed back as well. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy that goes in with it. Mm-hmm. And then you also have later on you find out you can have like followers that can also help you in battle. Yeah. But. They're not part of the core team. It's Which I actually like that. That makes a lot more sense than the Persona games where it's like, you know, in Persona, when you rescue somebody, they automatically join your team and can be used for different things. Where it's like, in this one, by not actually putting them on the team, but rather having them in, like, various support roles, it actually allows you to rescue, like, more people, too. Yeah. Without being, you know, overly crowded and having, like, you know, this massive 400 people to, you know, team. juggle through and, oh, no, this one's under-leveled and what have you. No, yeah, it's nothing yeah. like that. So it actually eliminates that whole aspect completely, which I do appreciate quite a lot. Very much so. You know, so it, it's good. It looks like it's going to open up into very complicated system. I'm mm-hmm. liking the RPG mechanic itself, the, the battle mechanics itself. It is really good. So far, but like I said, early on, there's a lot of dialogue. And I think oh, a lot of things so where, much where I think we tend to want to, uh, you know, uh, be a little bit harsher on it than some people might be is just the high school drama bullshit nonsense of... Yeah, there's a lot of emo happening. In you know, the again, there, there was chapters. another dancer that was a competitor to uh, Hinako. Hinako that was, it's the red-haired angry one that was like, She's upset because she's no longer finger and it's like we go through this whole twenty minute scene where they're talking back and forth and Hinako doesn't even mention that, Oh yeah, I don't do ballet anymore, not because I don't feel like it, but because I'm injured and like can't. I have a debilitating, you know, knee injury. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. You know, yeah. no, they, no, they just he glosses over it and they go back and forth with this high school drama nonsense. I think that's where we're uh, a little bit harsher on it so than most people emo. would be, but Again, take like any Persona game. It, this is no different. It takes a while to get going. I think we're right at that point where it's going to hit the ground running. I hope so because I am We've, really looking forward to seeing more of this. But it's like there are certain points where it's like you'll spend twenty minute blocks of time just talking, not able to save, not able to save, and it's like kill me now. <laughs> My God, just condense it into you yeah. know thirty words or less. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of good. There is some bad. Uh, one of the things that struck me immediately is that this game does something better than Persona does, and that is uh, the clothes and hair actually are – the physics behind them and movement is realistic. Yeah, the animation in this game is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so the, the clothes, when you move, the bow on the front of your dress will actually sway, and the collar will sway around and, and when you walk. Well and the hair will and the skirt will. The hair and skirt will – Super, super. It, it'll well flow animated. and move as good as I've ever seen in any game. It's and actually it, quite it interesting. It really is. It's it almost really feels to me like they wanted it to be fans more fan servicey, but at the same token, they were told by maybe even Koei Tecmo or yeah. Sony on the PlayStation side that no, I'm sorry, you need to tone it down. It'd be interesting to compare this with the Steam version to see if they, it's the yeah, same thing or yeah. not. Because the reason being is, like, there have been a couple of rainstorms where, oh, no, the girls get caught out in the rain. And then you walk inside, they're, oh, no, we're drenched. And you can see through the shirt to the bra. It's <laughs> yep. Like, uh, it is yeah. fan service, but it's kind of low-key fan It's very low-key. I've tried. The, you ca- the camera is, like, an older-style persona where when you're in the school, when you're in the real world, quote-unquote, the real world, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't swing the camera around in full 
control it's of the camera. The, it's actually uh, the camera controls are very, very, very reminiscent of uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Was oh the same way where it's like the angles the... on that game are so where bad. it's like in certain locations the like a hallway is down fixed, when you're walking down this school. But when you're in the like other world, you can move the, common. the camera. Yeah, you want. The, when you're in the common, you can fully move the camera. You have total yeah. control of the camera. So that is exactly how it was in Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Yeah, and it's just like ah, uh, okay, I'm not the worst thing, but. I remember from my review of Cybersoul, that was the one thing I brought up is that I hate the camera. Yeah. Because it's always you know, in, like, the most uh, inconvenient corner of the room. Yeah. They did do some good things with it, though, is that when whenever you get an object that goes in between you and your character, the object, like a tree or, or a rock or something, becomes, becomes transparent. Invisible, it yeah. becomes transparent or yeah. invisible. Um, so that works good in that aspect, so it's mm-hmm. not the worst camera ever. I've tr- As far as I was getting to with the point of the whole uh, fan service thing, it's like I've tried to, like, work the camera into a corner to try to get some sort of, you know, like sometimes when you're in a, in a scene, in a cut scene kind of thing, the camera's low to the floor looking up. Like, you can kind of <laughs> see up the skirt, but they're long enough that you can only maybe get up to about yeah, the yeah. high thighs area, but that's about it. <laughs> you can't actually see anything up the skirt or anything like that. But I've tried oh, to work the camera to try to get an angle, and there's no way to do so. Having said that, though, this game loves its ass shots. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. It's there like, are moments where it's like it'll zoom right in. Right in. Perfect Perfectly ass sculpted ass, and it's like... <laughs> They're in early high school. They're not old enough. Please, can we Please move on? Stop. <laughs> it's one of those dudes where we're kind of like, oh, I hope someone doesn't walk in on this when it's I happening. Know. <laughs> it's like, so or it's, it's like, like a- you know, there'll be a scene where it's like, oh, where the main character likes to sit and think in the bathtub, and there'll be some angles where it's like, oh, nice side boob. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it almost gives me the feeling that they wanted to go there, but they were told, no, you got to back off. And yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but We've you can tell what they wanted worse. to go for, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, at least it's not blinding white bars of light. So there's that. Yeah. So I guess I would say that I would say it's a good concession to make between the blinding bars of light or any kind of censoring versus what they did. I guess what they did is all right, but mm-hmm. I can still tell that they kind of wanted to go there. Yeah. Um, the other so thing they is they were approaching the line. They wanted to see how close yeah, to the they line wanted to they could get there. Get. The other thing is weird though is that when you're in the real world, uh, the boob jiggle is insane. Oh, it's amazing. They're they're small for anime standards, and the jiggle mm-hmm. is like. You know, it, it's it's it is like your character will be running, and all of a sudden, like you'll stop running, and then boobs will just boom, 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 boom. yeah. And it's like what the hell? Yeah, but Why? when you're in the common, when when Hinako transforms, all of a sudden her magical girl form, her boobs are huge, and they're like two rusty cannons sticking out of the side of a battleship. It's like they don't move <laughs> at all, and it's like what? It doesn't make any sense. Again, I know what they wanted to go for, but I think they were told not to. Yeah. Again, it doesn't take away from the game so much as it's just an observation. I do like the way the clothes and hair moves around, though. Yeah, that is super well animated. Especially it is the definitely clothing, well animated, uh, yeah. Movement, that's something that you never really see animated in games. It's too. usually just a plastic Ken doll kind of yeah, thing yeah. going on where it's just yeah. nothing, and it doesn't move or flow or do anything. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely well done. We're interested to see more. We'll see how the story progresses. I want to see how complicated the battle system gets. I think it's going to get real complex I think real it's going to get... Very interesting. I'm I'm liking it so far. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, characters are interesting. Locations are absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Mm. The animation is good. The uh, overall, yeah, I'm really interested to see where yeah. this one goes. We'll see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Again, we're only about twenty or so percent into the game. Yeah, got a lot more to go. I don't know how long it'll take us to get there, but yeah, yeah. we just got past the first major like, boss. Mega boss. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I would call it an introductory boss battle because yes. that one went down pretty easily. I would mm-hmm. say. I think. I think later on it's going to. Oh, get later insane. on it's going to be unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I can already tell that. Yeah. And that's about all we can really say about that. Yep. So yeah, final thoughts. Final thought. All right. Final thoughts. Uh, who has what? Uh, anime. Anime. What have we watched recently? We uh, watched the uh, recovery of Remember Rogue Junkie, which that went weird. I, I'm not gonna say it's bad. It it's wasn't definitely bad. good. It just went in a weird direction. Like, and I, there's coincidence. Yeah, and it's then coincidence. The anime. Yeah, no. For a game that is for the most part set in a real world setting, this is this is some supernatural Disney princess bullshit it coincidence is. level of of you know. Uh, it's it's one thing if you know the two people that are meeting online or also meet in real life, but then the fact that they played another game in the past is like okay, no. And all you know, all of the people in the guild are also like within the same twenty block radius. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they all, you all meet each other in real world. It's like no, this doesn't no, happen. No, that that doesn't happen without planning. Weird. And furthermore, uh, cute albeit couple. Uh, Morioka and Kendall would never work. Never. Because I don't remember Kendall's name. Do you? I don't. No, it's Kendall. Yeah. Uh, those two would never work because the two of them would have a heart attack. I know. They're both so anxious over everything. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? And um, then uh, after we finished that, we fired in the English dub of Princess Resurrection. On High Dive, yeah, on which is dive. interesting. I still have such a love for that series, but uh, I forgot nostalgia. how useless the main character actually mm. is. You have fond memories of what was good, yeah, and uh, your brain dropped what was not. Yeah, it's like, he may... Ravy and sometimes uh, Liza, and sometimes Liza. Liza. Yeah, sometimes they were great. The sister is hilarious. The main character had no excuse to exist in that world. Yeah, completely. They could have useless. made Hime the main character, and the story would not have changed one bit. Yeah, uh, you you. It's like what I'm saying about nostalgia glasses is that yeah. you remember the best parts that you I love about Hime a series. And Ravy, which those two are still so good. I know they are still <laughs> good. It's so hysterical. Funny. And and you even pointed this out. I didn't even realize it, even though we've seen in the past. Uh, but it's it was high school DXD before high school DXD. It really is. It like, really was. It really was. Like I didn't, you know, think of it that way until I started watching it. And then it was like, oh my god, this was legitimately high school DXD before high school DXD was a thing. Yeah. It really is. Like except I want, the main character is useless. I want somebody to make like an animation or something. A fan to the fiction. Of uh, what would happen if Hime Rayri. Um, and uh, Rhea Sanakano. Rhea Sanakano all met because they would get along great. They <laughs> it would, would be all amazing. Be best friends. It would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so good. I know it would be good. Uh, and then outside that, I think we finished. Uh, it was. Uh, we finished Princess Resurrection, and we have started. No, no, no on... we finished before we even did uh, MMO Jungle. We finished. Uh, oh, Flying Witch. Flying Witch, which is always good. Flying Witch is always fantastic. Just like most so Sentai nice. dubs, though, it seems like they start out shaky and then they clean up by the end yeah i don't know it's weird how that always happens (laughs) yeah flying witch is always good and then right now we have just started the uh 2017 new series of kino's journey which is amazing oh it's so good i'm still stunned that a 
a series from 2003 got a new series in 2017. Yeah, that's amazing. And B, that this new series so far is so unbelievably spot on. Like, yeah, for all the people that were it. were kind of mediocre and soft on it, I want to know how many people actually have seen Kino's Journey 2003. Yeah, because this is so far so true oh, it's so to the good. world. There's only one episode out of the first five that were kind of like, and it's not even like it was out of place for the show. It was just kind of narratively speaking it how it was, was structured bizarre. and ended. Ended, ended was bizarre. It ends on a cliffhanger, and then the next episode was like, um, no mention no of it mention whatsoever. Of it. It's yeah, like, eh. so far that's the only outlier. But it was like the episode itself was really good, but it's just the way it ended was really bizarre. You know, the way weird. it ended was bizarre, especially on a cliffhanger with no mention of it in the next episode. But then, yeah. prior Kino's journey has always kind of been episodic to begin with. It is. Uh, but then it was just the fact that towards the end of that episode, it was like an exposition dump to kind of wrap up some weird things that wasn't covered in the episode and yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. it just ends on a cliffhanger and then just nothing the next episode so it's like yeah that was bizarre but we'll see how like, it if it picks it back up at all yeah but the episode as a whole you know the ending aside it was, was actually, still good it was still yeah. good it still fitted in right it's, with like the i said world, it was still it was definitely along with the vibe of the show yeah but uh yes yeah, so this is so far a very very faithful you know continuation of kino's journey yeah I'm so uh, happy even to though see it. they've they're they've repeated on three episodes we've already saw one of them yeah, and, then and in a way, more I, coming up. I can kind of understand I do why too. they did it because the first one that was a repeat was a setup to introduce characters that people who haven't seen two thousand three uh, may not. Yeah, you know, three of the more important otherwise. episodes, and the second ones that come later on, the second repeats are just for the fact that they are very important to Kino's backstory. Yes, uh, the three repeats being Coliseum, uh, Kind, kind Country, War, and, and uh, Land of the Adults. Yes. So yeah, those two are very important to Kino's backstory. I understand why they're there Coliseum because I think is, they know that uh, not a lot of people would have seen 2003. Yeah, and Coliseum has a critical character that Coliseum apparently they, they wanted to do more with. Yeah, the two characters from Coliseum that you see in the next uh, couple episodes were people probably wouldn't have understood who they were or why they were there if they hadn't you know, brought back the first meeting with them. Yeah, so, it's so far it's good. It's so the, far it's really good. The last episode that we saw was uh, Land Country of Liars, was it? Yes, Country of Liars. That is so far my favorite episode out of all of Kino's Journey, 2003 and 2017. That episode was so, so good. Definitely on point. So far, it's rocking it. So we're liking that a yeah. lot. And uh, I don't know what else. I think after that, where did we decide we were going to go? There's there's Junie um, Tyson. and Junie Tyson's there's on the table, and then there's Love, Life, Sunshine. Love, Life, Sunshine, second season. Well. And then apparently Magus Bride is continuing on. Yeah, so. we're going to wait and watch Magus Bride after it's already wrapped up so we can just marathon watch it. So then we have to wait even longer for that one, even though everybody says that. I've heard nothing but good things about I've that I've heard nothing one. but good things about Magus yes. Bride. I'm really uh, excited to get into that. High Dive. For the record, if anyone's interested, has Kino's Journey 2003 uh, dubbed in English. Yes. Uh, and it also now ha it, they're now putting out episodes of uh, Princess Principal and a few others from yep. from behind you know the anime strike, uh, you know dungeon. They're bringing it out to the U.S. As soon as Made in Abyss lands, that'll be it. Oh yes, I'm waiting. That and Land of the Lustrous. Land of the Lustrous too, and then also uh, Girls Last Tour. Yes, those three are the those big ones. Those three are the big ones. I really, really want to see. Honestly, I wouldn't even uh, if it happens before summertime. I would be surprised. Yeah, for those I know. <laughs> those specifically those shows. Yeah, uh, those are going to be big though when they drop because oh, we're yeah. going to be watching them. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, it's probably not going to be till March or April before we can start watching Princess Principal. But other than that, I think we're pretty well caught up, and I don't think there's anything else as far as the anime front. I'm going to be continuing Blue Reflection. Again, we are interested in seeing how that shakes out. Yeah, I definitely want to watch as much of that as I can because I'm I'm interested to see what the angle is on the uh, on the twins because yeah, the they are working an angle. Yes, the uh, and I don't know if it's going to be a good angle or uh, a bad angle. Yazuki and Lime. Yep. Why lime? I never understood. Yeah, that was that. a weird That's name. That's a weird name choice. Yeah, but all the same, we've seen enough coincidences and things lining up that it's we're formatting some theories. Yeah. Spitballing on it. I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out. And yeah, I don't believe we always love trying to guess what's going to mm. happen before it happens. We definitely know they have an angle. That for they sure. They know more than they're letting an on angle. for sure. Yeah. And I don't believe there's anything else from us. Kaz, do you have any final thoughts? Shuttle fall, Rajai. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so Dark God, final thoughts. Uh, mac and cheese and Kino Stoney. Sounds like a plan. Probably YouTube first, though. Yeah, we can do YouTube yeah, first. Yeah, but eventually Kino's Journey, definitely going to continue that. Yeah. That's so good so far. So good. And uh, I don't have anything either, so uh don't believe there's anything else. So until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. Bye now.